1: Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Natalia Zakarin of Zacharin Consulting, who focus on advising and coaching other business owners to build better businesses, improve cash flow, increase profitability and efficiency, hire the right people, build a culture and a vision, and more importantly, to build their net worth and your wealth. Hey, Natalia, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: So can you please expand a bit more on that of where your business is today and the kind of people that you'd love to serve?
2: Absolutely. So um, we have been in business since early 2019. Uh, we work with uh, small business owners, anybody based in the United States, so any business based in the United States. We do focus on um, several different uh, types of businesses, but we, we literally almost work with anybody, um, so we have a big uh, um, variety of clients. But we serve a lot of service-based businesses, um, architects, landscape, um, design uh, environmental sciences, real estate, um, just anything you can imagine. I, we even have um, uh, a traveling nurse and uh, a wine distributor. So we've pretty much worked with a lot of different types of businesses.
1: Nice. And so all a different range of industries and people. But what's the common denominator? What's the commonality that you really help people to, to shift and change in their business?
2: So uh, uh, most business owners don't really understand their numbers. A lot of them don't even look at their numbers. So meaning their financials uh, to see mm-hmm. what's happening, you know, where are they at in revenue, what kind of expenses they have, or cost to get sold, and then what their profit looks like. Um, and if they look at their numbers, they don't even know what to look at. And even if they're savvy enough to know their numbers, to look at them, um, uh, it's hard to know what to what to change in order to make uh, real changes in your business and to get to those goals that you want, because there's just, there's a lot of moving parts or a lot of possibilities. So it's hard to know what to really look out for. And, and that's what we do. So we get all the financials organized. We do bookkeeping and and monthly accounting and all like the APAR uh, payroll and, and all of the compliance stuff. But Mm -hmm. then we sit down with the business owner, especially with we have CFO services um, we do a monthly performance report and forecasts and budgets. And what they do is uh, we, we get to really know the owner and, and the business. So the business is successful and that the owner is also personally successful because your business is an extension of yourself and your biggest investment in time, energy, money, and your biggest asset, mm. um, to be honest. Um, so uh, we go through the different uh, we key performance indicators, their goals for the business for themselves. Um, we plan it out for them. We break it into smaller bits, and then we meet each month and we compare: Are we where we thought we would be, and if we're not, why and what to change? So it's a I constant. Uh, so it's almost like they get a GPS um, of where they want to be, and then we're constantly micro-correcting on the way.
1: Do your clients? Do they love to work alongside you to work through these numbers and see what's what's possible, what the opportunities are where where things aren't going so well, or is it more a case of that rather it's like, can you just sort this out and just tell me what to do and where to go? How what, What's the relationship like with your clients?
2: Um, a lot of them, uh, they do ask a lot of questions. Uh, so some of them, they know exactly uh, the thing about working with someone, whether you're working with someone uh, like in a mentorship basis, coaching um, or accounting CFO services. it's It's very similar in the sense that I can tell them what to do. They don't necessarily do it. Um, so there is some accountability that they have to meet with yeah. me monthly and They have to tell me why they didn't do it. So that ha- that's very helpful. Um, but they do ask a lot of questions uh, with, you know, where, to, uh, where are we headed? Um, uh, we talk about efficiency and productivity. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, having the right people in the right place. We also talk about them letting go. Uh, and letting go of their responsibilities so that they can do more and better things and work more on the business and constantly be involved in the business and to put in the correct people uh, so your business is a lot more uh, profitable usually when you do that it's also more sellable um, so we just uh, I don't know if I answered your question I kind of I'm starting to forget what you asked me so let me know <laughs>
1: Hey, this is a good rabbit holes go down. Um, it's interesting hearing the ways that you work with your clients and uh, you know mm-hmm. what areas you really help them in from a financial perspective. But the ability to hire better, to, be to utilize your resources, to remove yourself from the business. Mm-hmm. So not just from a financial point of view, that brings time, brings energy, brings passion back in. Because yeah. we're not here as entrepreneurs to just keep on working, hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. There's a place for that. But you want to be able to have this to fuel your life and your passions, whatever those might be. So you help enable business owners to be able to find a way, as you said, the GPS, yes. to be able to go and find that, right?
2: Yes, exactly. Um, for me, everything is in the numbers. It's like the, it's a language. So I can see exactly when someone tells me I'm working really, really hard. I work such long hours and I'm not making any money. Well, that could be for a lot of different reasons. Maybe you're not charging enough. Maybe you don't have the correct services. Maybe you don't Mm -hmm. have
0: the
2: um, client base. Maybe you're spending too much money. Maybe a lot of people have too many people that they hire before they really should be hiring or they don't have the right people in place, but it's all there. When I look at a financial, I can actually pinpoint exactly where um, the little areas are that we need to start tweaking and working on. And then we ask a lot of questions.
1: Data doesn't lie. I love that. I mean, Katie will be laughing in the background right now. I love a spreadsheet. I do love a spreadsheet because it just shows you so much. And everything that's trackable, that's measurable, now that's where you see growth. Um, But with this area, with being able to track things, the dreaded time study, I mean, you're looking at at financials, really, but looking Mm -hmm. at where you spend your time, what jobs you're doing, how efficient you are, and your team is i mean i don't think of many people out there that actually enjoy doing a time study but they are one of the most effective and efficient ways of pinpointing ah here's what's happening here's what's really happening and Mm -hmm. now you're a choice now you can do something about it should you want to
2: yes i really love the time study actually i'm guilty of sometimes not, um, practicing what I preach or what I've learned. Um, so I, I have done time studies before and people don't enjoy them. I don't enjoy doing it, um, as sometimes, but it gives you really good indication of, yeah. are you doing what's most impactful, um, for moving that needle? What, you know, which needle are you moving and are you doing what's most impactful? And it's also really helpful to do a time audit or a time study of what are you doing that you can give to someone else and who do you need to hire next, Um, So that's really helpful as well. But um, I do love data. I'm I'm one of those like I have my Aura ring. I I weigh myself every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can be Aura ring buddies. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it just helps understand. I think understanding, Um, and then the nuances of where Unforget yourself comes in with Mm -hmm. you being able to pinpoint this data and understanding. But really, it's why. Are you spending your time on these tasks? What mm-hmm. is holding you back from releasing the responsibility we're hiring new team members or doing different jobs? Uh, finally, mm-hmm. there's those fears, those doubts, that guilt, that whatever the, where's the overwhelm coming from? Yes. So that's the next step. Once you have that data, really pinpointing, what is it that's driving that? Then yeah. you can make some amazing decisions and it, it can be tough work. Yes. But <laughs> oh crumbs it is so revealing and so empowering should you choose that
2: yes it's really helpful to work with someone because you don't see yourself like um we actually were talking earlier how you're too close to yourself so when when we're talking about this it's reminding me of a client who just the sales weren't there sales weren't there like your biggest domino we talk about what is your biggest domino that you need to knock over that'll knock over a lot of other problems so for her it was sales So I'm like, what are you doing? She said, I don't have time. I can't do sales. I I just I'm doing everything that I can. I'm like, well, let's talk about what you're doing. I come to find out she's printing and handwriting and signing every single one of her invoices. And she's like, I like that personal touch. And I said, but do you think your clients want that? Like, they probably don't even look. Do you think they care? And she said, probably not. (laughs) So we were like pinpointing areas where she was um, going to a rabbit hole, she was distracting mm. herself because it was a lot less comfortable to do okay. what she needed to do. So she was making herself busy, I think, on purpose, um, and didn't even realize that she was. So we were we unravel a lot of a lot of things because um, by, uh, financials and and uh, being in a business is uh, has a lot to do with habits, behaviors, and a lot to do with uh, your thinking. Um, money is very triggering. And so people have a lot of stories and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of barriers when it comes to making money.
1: Yeah, I think one thing with that story you just pinpointed on is, you know, where do we make things more complicated? Where do we mm-hmm. hide from doing things we need to do by writing a handwritten note or adding this in? Because that's your safe area, that's your comfort zone. Because yeah. I'm I'm too busy to do the th- the big scary thing that might actually help my business because I've got all these other things to do. um Time and time again, we can see that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put this question back onto you. So where do you find that you know now you're you're spending your time doing things that actually it's actually the comfort zone. It's stopping you from from doing, giving you the excuse or the justification yes. why you can't do the scary things.
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh, my biggest, I actually love sales. So I got over my scariness because that's the hardest thing for most people. I got over the scariness of, of sales. My big thing is, and a lot of, a lot of business owners do this, it's somewhat of an um, almost like an arrogance sometimes where you feel like not everybody can do what you do, but Mm -hmm. I get really inundated with the day-to-day technical work and the the client work. Whereas Mm -hmm. I have a team um, and I probably need to hire higher level and lower level people. I I need to hire more. And instead of hiring, and that's really always been scary. My Mm -hmm. feeling of hiring, it's it's getting better because now I've already hired um, a, four people uh so i'm i'm getting better and better at it but my feeling of hiring when i started was i literally felt like i was about to walk off a cliff um and didn't see footing underneath me because yeah what what,
1: what did that feel like in that moment of mm -hmm. doing those first few steps what was that like for you
2: I just I I did um, a lot of research and reading Um, I really do believe a lot in mentorship and groups masterminds so I'm actually in an accounting uh, mastermind to help me they give me a lot of information I Mm -hmm. read a tremendous amount so I figured someone else has figured this out uh, and I take what I can um, all of the data that I can I like to uh, go to different sources at least you know four or five sources or read four or five books um, and, and gather the data of, of what is the pattern or what is common, mm. and, and speaks out to me. So that has always helped me. Um, being in a, like a coaching program has, is very helpful because that shortens that time frame of reading five books, <laughs> for instance, because they've already done a lot of that. So um, uh, you know, get, gathering that information is really helpful. So I'm like, okay, well, I now have. Um, an agenda, like a a timeline of what I need to do, how many people I need to talk to, what I need to look for, what questions I should ask, what I should be looking for. Um, One great book about hiring is Who by Randall Street and Jeff Smart. Um, That's a really good book. And then Teamwork by Natalie Dawson. So those are two actually really good books on hiring. Um, And uh, um, I created my hiring process and I keep tweaking it. So I see what's worked and what what hasn't worked. Um, And you just have to do it you're going to make mistakes. I had to fire someone last year. It was, uh, very hard to do that, uh, to figure it out and, and and make a move quickly. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's always scary and sad and you don't want to have to, um, to do something like that, but they just weren't a good fit, um, for the company. And they agreed. I feel like, I actually feel like employees in a company are like being in a relationship. So if you're not happy with them and, so First of all, it's your responsibility as the business owner or manager to figure out what support they need and what people actually need, need a help with and why things are not working out. So, so first it's on you, but then after you've tried those things and it's still not a good fit for whatever reason, they're probably not happy either because it is like a, it's a two, two-way street. So it's either not a culture fit or not a good fit for that position. Maybe they do well somewhere else uh, in your company. But um, I, I really do believe in that. So when you decide that it's just not working out, you're releasing them and allowing them to find a better job that's better suited for them as well. So I, I, do, I did feel really bad, but um, it also feels good to know that um, you know, like you're building something, but you're also helping someone and transitioning them into maybe yeah. a better place.
1: Well, what you just discussed there is the the perspective shift, mm-hmm.
2: to
0: shift
1: that perspective for I'm doing a horrible thing. I'm a bad person. I shouldn't be yes. doing it. It's my fault for doing it. Style. all these. All these voices come up at that time. However, to be able to shift that into, yeah, I'm releasing someone from, first of all, you're saving your company. You have your values. You have your core values mm-hmm. of your company, whatever they might be. If employees don't align, if clients don't align with your core values, then it's a it's a very quick way of identifying what's right and what's what's Mm -hmm. what's not going to work um and it's important for you as you know your your baby that is your your business you need the right people you need the right at every single level so Mm -hmm. i think seeing that and working fast is is an absolute gift um yes how much has that given you experience and you know good knowledge to work on going forward because that was a tough experience but now you've been through it crumbs Mm -hmm. now you're the next level right
2: yes we're at the next level um i am finding it easier to determine who i want to speak to uh because i go through a full process of four interviews Uh, so it's a screening interview for a couple minutes um i do uh, a technical review i do uh, several other interviews um i check references I did not check references, so I didn't go through my entire process the, the one time where it wasn't a good fit. Mm. Uh, so that's really interesting. I love that you said core values. So I just actually created a, a, a vision statement, a mission statement, and core values. The core values are really, really helpful for building the culture in your company, and it's mm. really helpful to see who aligns with that. And when they're aware of the core values, sometimes they they self-select out, <laughs> so they don't align. Um, same thing with, with clients. So um, I do really like the core values. For me, it was, um, it is a protection. I'm not just protecting the business. Protecting the business is really important. Um, it's an entity unto itself because we're supporting um, dozens and dozens of clients, their employees, their families. So our business has to do well and and, and be supportive and be healthy in order to help them. And then we're also supporting the other employees that we have in their families and the communities. Um, So uh, it's not a selfish thing to transition someone out if it's not working, because you have to protect that. Yeah,
1: the direct and indirect Uh links to this, the energetic ties, the actual financial ties all of this is, is, it's an ecosystem. So yeah. um, I love what you said there about this. That they uh, With the, now you've got your mission statement, now you've got your core values. People can self-select out. Now, I want to have a different angle on that because I know the, the, the mission statement, the values, once we were able to pinpoint this with, with our businesses, then it holds you accountable. It's almost that that inner, as you said, GPS that makes you, so you can make these decisions. It, it almost pre the pre decisions are made for you so did you find that shift once you have the, those values written down rather than just being maybe fluffy in your head it's mm-hmm. like no this is us now it holds you accountable i cannot do this for example i cannot do that it actually refined you and your actions and your
2: decision making yes absolutely you're, you're correct writing them down um, and putting like a little blurb after to what it actually means to me and to the business was really important really pinpointed um and like you said it wasn't fluffy in my head anymore because before we're all we all think we know what our values are we have values no one doesn't have them um but pinpointing exactly what they are and you can't write everything down you have to choose the ones that are the most important um mm-hmm. for what you're building and um, and then choose the ones that are important for your clients also. So like us, accuracy, integrity, transparency, those things, because we're working with people's sensitive financial data. Um, those things are really, really important to us. But it does make it easier for someone who doesn't have a lot of integrity. And like we keep saying the word integrity over and over and over again. Um, it just makes it more obvious that they're not a good fit. And I think people don't want to be in a place where they're not a good fit. So if someone is, is you know, not, uh, doesn't belong, they'll, mm-hmm. if they know what they, <laughs> you know, what the culture is, they'll probably want to leave anyway on their own. Um, yeah. So it does make it a lot easier, especially clients. Um, it's, it's hard when you're, when you're in business and you're first working, it's hard to be selective of your clients because you need the money they need the cash. Oh crumbs!
1: Right, everyone yeah. says, "Oh, I get you." Just take yeah. everyone, it's the biggest mistake everyone makes when they first start. It's yes. if you're going to pay me money, I'll take you on as a client. You so yes. quickly learn that's not the right way of doing things, but you understand the mindset of why that's important at that time.
2: Yes, yes, and I think you don't have the confidence yet. Maybe you don't even have your deliverables, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yet. Um, you don't feel like you know what you're doing. You, so you definitely underprice. It's very hard to find someone who has it unless they have experience with running other businesses. Um, but when it's your first business ever, uh, you tend to underprice, uh, underestimate what you need to do and then take anybody. Uh, and that is a big mistake. <laughs> so, and it's 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 a little bit painful when it comes to the realization of, oh, my gosh, I need to grow, but I can't afford to hire anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, uh, I have way too much work. I'm underpricing everything. Um, I don't have the right clients. So it's really hard to make it reproducible because another thing is having a reproducible product, uh, something that's scalable. Um, so all of those things uh, need to be figured out. If you don't, can't figure it out from the beginning, don't worry. But uh, it's kind of, uh, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. I mean, I still make mistakes. Um, every business owner makes mistakes from day one until day two you know until they're done
1: until day the
2: end until the day, <laughs> yeah until the end exactly so you're going to constantly make mistakes um but um learning from them and um transitioning quickly yeah. is what's important um and uh we talked uh, uh, and when we were talking earlier about suffering suffering less when you make yeah. mistakes uh is really important
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about shortcutting this route to success, because um, we find time and time again, and it's sort of tongue in cheek, because I've seen the way you've been talking about your business, we Mm -hmm. often teach the things we needed, or actually currently need the most. Our service, there's a framework behind it, which is what we're looking for. So looking at your framework that you help your clients with the transparency with the GPS to be able to do this that is exactly where you are right now and you you Mm -hmm. said with full forgiveness that you don't actually follow your process sometimes and it's just good information to have so once you have that framework and you can acknowledge that ah I need to do a bit more of my magic follow what I help clients through I truly believe that is the shortcut to success because then you grow you're more authentic you're Mm -hmm. more aligned and then all these things start to fall into place do you subscribe to that?
2: Yes, I do. Um, I think it's, uh, um, I think we all fall into bad routines or habits, or we don't want to do something that's uncomfortable, um, or we get busy and, or we make excuses. Like we all fall into like all of those things. Um, and it's, uh, it's nice for me to be, it's actually really helpful for me to be coaching someone on a, a, on a call, a business owner and saying, you know, we've talked about this and you need to do this. And then I get off, and I'm like, "Well, maybe I should follow my own rules. I need to do that too." So I do catch myself all the time. Um, I don't. Uh, uh, I I've been very, very fortunate that my road to success has been shortened because I've been very, very lucky of aligning myself with the right people to teach me how to do things, um, and uh, that's been very helpful. But we uh, we still fall into those gaps. I still fall into the um, oh. I can't believe I have to do all this work or I can't figure this out. And then someone literally will be will tell me, well, why do you have to do it? Well, actually I don't. <laughs> I can hire someone to do yeah. it. <laughs>
1: and then they <laughs> they have to combat their own voices because you've now outsourced this voice in your head. Well, I kind of cool. Well, my team can. So, yes. Hey, it's been beautiful hearing your evolution and your journey. And thank you for sharing so authentically, you know, what's in your head, what challenges you've come up against and how you, work with your clients it's beautiful yes
2: yes well, there are a lot of challenges we talked earlier also about um, like confidence a little bit uh, I just saw a post from a, a, another business owner in a, in a business group on uh, Facebook about uh, imposter syndrome um, so that's a, a consistent battle right with all of our stories mm. and our, um, my story was I was raised uh, my, my, my family is actually they're immigrants I'm first generation American. Uh, they're from Russia, so I was raised that um, you need to be intelligent and educated, but not really have a career. So, and I was told that a lot over and over mm. again as I was a child. So now I'm in my 50s. I'm not married, so that is a big like something I didn't expect. Uh, You know, when I was younger, when I was thinking what my life would look like. My, by the way, my life looks nothing like what I thought it was going to be. Nothing, yeah. not even close. Um, is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. It's just, it, it, it. I have a wonderful life, but it's totally not what I expected. Um, but uh, so I'm not only, uh, you know, not married, and I'm single, um, but uh, I, uh, I run a business, not just, I don't just work, and have a career, actually, I'm a CEO of a business. So I have those feelings all the time. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you running a business? You should be a housewife because that's what you're supposed to be you
1: know and it's so all these beliefs from from your your, your childhood, from childhood. From your culture from all these things that mm-hmm. still stay with you i think that's a beautifully yeah. eloquently said these things that continue to stay with us until we really dive into them um, and sometimes these things are in the subconscious that continue yes. to oh they, they, they control us and, and make us question ourselves
2: They they pop up when you're already questioning yourself so if things are going really well and I'm having a great day, I don't even think about that. The minute yeah. that things start going south, and they will, there's always a lot of challenges, um, all those little stories start popping up. So I have yeah. to get control of them very quickly.
1: <laughs> and how do you get control of those? What's what's the tactic that you use to be able to cope with these, um, this, this maniac in your head?
2: Yes. Um, so a couple of ways. One way is to just identify that these are just stories are not true. Um mm-hmm. uh, uh, none of them are, are true. These were beliefs that were from a long time ago that I didn't know any better. I was a child. So um, that may not even have been what my parents intended to tell me. That's maybe how I perceived the information. So sure. that's very possible as well. Uh, so first of all, I, I start thinking about how um, those are just stories uh, in my head, uh, just voices. Um, the other way is, uh, I've, I, for me, the practice of gratitude is actually the most helpful. Now sometimes I don't feel like being grateful if I'm in that kind of mood. Um, but I start thinking about like I have first world problems, right? Uh, you know, like I have a a, a a roof over my head, everybody's basically healthy. Um, I can't believe how far I've come. You know, looking backwards to see, yeah. to turn around and see how far you've come is an amazing strategy to make yourself feel better. Um and to and to move forward. Um, I, I like to visualize where I want to be, so my goal is to travel more, um, you know, be more on the beach, sunshine, more relaxed, uh, see beautiful places, do beautiful things, that all takes um, freedom, and uh, freedom is time and money, so I'm building something to give me that freedom, and, and to help other people achieve their freedom also, uh, so it's very rewarding in that regard. But uh, Going gratitude practice, looking back, seeing how far you've come, um, understanding that they're just voices in your head, and maybe even changing the voices. Um, and there's a another great book because I read a lot is um, "What to Say When You Talk to Yourself." Uh-huh. Uh, was a really interesting book on, um, and I realized I had terrible language with myself.
1: Oh, we we all do, <laughs> no matter what background, the way that we talk to ourselves, and <laughs> and the brain bless it it knows everything it can remember everything that you've ever done ever thought so if it if it needs to if you're in a situation of uncomfort whether it's hiring or whether it's growing your business or trying to extract yourself from the business Mm
2: -hmm. ah
1: your brain is gonna find the one thing that will make you just doubt that even further shame on it but it's how we it's how we find the right things for us and there's lots of different tactics out there to be able to to work on this so hey Thank you so much for sharing your tactics. Ab. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. So yes. if people want to find out more about, about you and your business and get in touch, where can they find you?
2: Um, Probably everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn uh, under Natalia Zakarin. Uh, I think I have a Zakarin Consulting page there uh, on Facebook, Zakarin Consulting, under um, Instagram, Grow Your Bottom Line. And then um, uh, I have a website at ZakarinConsulting.com.
1: Super stuff. Well, anyone looking for that kind of help, um, off you go. You have all the links there. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you very, very much.
1: Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Wanna do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end.
0: Yay, you.
1: So what happens next?